Welcome, Mary listeners, to the Breaking Script podcast with Lala and Nini. This is where we unwrap the enchanting world of Hallmark movies and the occasional Asian dramas. As we dive into these cinematic journeys, we're not just recapping, we're embarking on a therapeutic adventure. Think of it as our cinematic self-care session. And no, we're not just casual spectators. We're here to dissect the undercurrent messages, unravel the complexities, and even spot those not-so-magical moments of unhealthy behaviors. And through it all, we'll be infusing our own unique perspectives and life experiences along the way. Get ready to snuggle up as we explore the cheer, the charm, and the occasional cheesy wonder of these festive films. Welcome back to the Breaking Script Podcast with Lella and Nini. I'm Lella, a non-French-speaking French-Canadian. And I'm Nini, a first-generation ABC that speaks broken Chinglish, or is it Tinglish? It's American born Chinese. I speak both Chinese and Mandarin and Taiwanese. And if you're new here to the Breaking Script podcast, we're sister-in-laws on a mission to spread joy and glimmers while offering ways to open windows of tolerance through watching Hallmark movies and The Way Home. Woohoo! We love The Way Home. So we have yes. four unique segments that give you a guide to review or what we like to call break script with a healthy and unhealthy romantic and family relationships, as well as healthy and unhealthy behaviors in these movies or shows. We always start with a movie summary or like an episode recap that has been likened by fans to an audio spa. So even if you haven't had a chance to watch the show or movie or you don't have access, you can still have an experience as if you did so that you can follow along with our boba ratings. Yes, we rate our because we love boba so much. And again, those four unique segments that magically turn your Hallmark movie or the way home watching experience into a more meaningful self-care session. Now, we only took a week break. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like we're a little discombobulated this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back feels into like a the month. group of things. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I don't even understand. But Lala and I were talking about how I don't know where you are in the world. Mm. But for those of us that are used to like a colder, gray, snowy winter, mm -hmm. have you had unusual amounts of sun? Yes. And let me tell you, I I think the Lord knew I needed it. <laughs> I think the sun is shining just for me because January was rough. February has been half rough, half not rough. <laughs> yes. uh, but the sun just, like, if my life doesn't feel good, at least yeah. the sun is shining. Right? It's a game changer. Like, we're here in Kansas City. I've been out for walks with my daughter almost every day. Really? Yes. That's so nice. It's a game changer. That is so, so nice. I'm so grateful because both of us were talking about how it's been a struggle bus. Yeah. For January and February. Even though yeah. the sun's out, but we're so grateful because it would be even more of a struggle if the sun wasn't out. We know it. Yeah. Shout out to you Californians who... Who get to live in the sunshine 95% of the year. But they haven't. So it's been extra rough. So I feel for you guys. They've been having storms and really atmospheric rivers. It's been, yeah, it's been like emergency status level. Oh my gosh. It was I like can't think about that too much or else I will spiral. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Here's the thing. We're not going to go there. The, <laughs> the thing is, is like, I love, so the, the downside of the sunshine is like, it makes me think about the climate 
and then I spiral. So I can only just be like, thank you, God, for the sun and stop thinking about the sunshine. (laughs) Stop right there. Stop it. Stop right there. (laughs) Oh my goodness gracious. Well, there is something though that we do have to address because last week when we published the episode, we had not yet... I did not know about the shooting at the Super Bowl mm. parade here in Kansas City. So we just want to a moment of silence for all of who have been affected. And I actually want to say Kansas City is such an incredible city. It um, really is. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, Valentine's Week episode was also recorded the same day as the Super Bowl parade. So even though they won on a Sunday, the parade isn't until Wednesday, uh, which was Valentine's Day. Mm. And our city is so incredible. There's actually something called the Kansas City Trauma Recovery Network. So if you or someone you know has been affected, they were there that day for the shooting. Um, The Kansas City Trauma Recovery Network is offering pro bono services. They're providing pro bono EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization. Um, It is an incredible therapy. Yeah. Um, So please look that up. I'll try to link it in the show notes. Um, I love that Casey is stepping up to the plate with trauma-informed recovery resources. And I feel like our worlds are converging. Um, I I just have to say I am a product of EMDR and it is life-changing. So if you you look at it and and just think it's not going to work or think it's a little like out there, just try it. Just try it. Don't think about it too much. It's incredible. EMDR and brain spotting. Yes. They're they're different different therapies, but I highly recommend. In mm-hmm. fact, um Candace Cameron Bure, who used to be Hallmark Queen, she's now moved to Great American Family. On her last podcast, the Candace Cameron Bure podcast, which is also referred to as a CCB podcast, on her one of her recent episodes, she had Dr. Anita Phillips, who is a psychologist, and they were on talking about brain spotting, polyvagal theory, and internal <laughs> family systems. You guys, like my worlds are converging. I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> um, I will link it below in the show notes. It is on the rise, and I am just so excited. We have a lot to get into. Mm-hmm. I know you guys are eager to talk about the way home episode four. But I just felt that it's so appropriate, especially in a show where the opening and like the trailer for the for the show in the first place for the show premiere is like, what if you could go meet your family before the trauma happened? And so there is trauma and grief that is a part of these storylines in The Way Home. And not only that, but last episode with our special guest, I know you guys are loving it. We had Adriana Simon. Um we ended that episode talking about grief Mm. and how weird, like we ended the episode talking about grief and we didn't know about the shooting yet. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy alignment? Um, I just feel like that's such divine timing. And so there's something I want to speak to that we haven't had the opportunity to express yet. So I just want to give you some context first, because both Lala and I, we've had some grief in our community where we're all on this journey and we're in different places of awareness and deconstructing Mm -hmm. because the grief and like betrayal trauma is real. And so I listened to a podcast where three now men who I had known as young boys and I knew their parents and their teenagers because they all attended the same Christian school. Um, But these three boys had parted ways and we have one who is now an agnostic, one who's like 
an ordained priest um, and one who still identifies as Christian, but is like somewhere along the deconstructing process. Mm. But these three boys, now men, were all holding space for one another. They were able to come yeah. together and grieve for one another and honor each other's journeys and finding value in their shared experiences and appreciating yeah. one another's differences in such a healthy way. Like they were publicly grieving something so horrific together and yet it was heart-wrenching, but I was weeping, mm. happy to, not happy, but just like it was bittersweet because it was so incredibly beautiful. And so I just want to say, we hope that that's what our podcast can be um, so that, you know, when we have guests coming on that come from very different backgrounds, because that's I, Nini has those guests lined up, um, that there's value in another human that has a different journey, a different belief yeah. and different perspectives. There's so much for us to learn from one another. And so we've only had two guests on our podcast so far that have very similar backgrounds. But just so you know, I have others that I've reached out to that are very different <laughs> backgrounds. So we want this to be our podcast community to be a safe space to discuss different perspectives. And if you don't hear it from us, it's because we grew up in similar communities <laughs> and beliefs and have similar perspectives. But listen, I got people that are far left, far right. I'm Taiwanese. Mm -hmm. I have friends that are Green Party and Blue Party. Like, listen. We come from all over the place. We just want this mm -hmm. to be a safe space and community yeah. for all people, all backgrounds. So I will end the grief, sad with that, bittersweet news. Tyler Hines was here in Kansas City. Did you see him? <laughs> Lala literally texted me like, are you going you have to, to go? <laughs> um, Lala, did you go or see any of like the parades and how insane it is? Like- no, so we live about 25 minutes from Union Station, which is where um, the championship parades always are, um, whether it was the Royals winning the World Series or the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Lala, there was a million people out, like you, literally, literally there were shuttles going <laughs> from Oak Park Mall. That is crazy because like Kansas City, I mean, Kansas City is big. But like a million people down there is like wild to me because the infrastructure, like where was all those people standing? That's that's the thing. It's crazy. You have to you have to park and ride together. And then people are like in parking garages, like people are everywhere. And because we just talked about how beautiful the weather is, it was mm -hmm. the most perfect day, beautiful weather. It was warm. So there was mm. even more people than there have been in previous years. Um, and so Tyler was here. He wrote a beautiful tribute to those who have been affected by what happened that day. Of course he did. He is just a class act man. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like a beautiful human being. He even took more time than others because he was actually here with Janelle mm. Parrish. I don't know what they were doing. I have hopes, but I don't want to start any rumors, <laughs> but there's a new movie. Heinies out there. A new movie in March called Switching Gears. Where Tyler Hines is a mechanic, apparently. <laughs> so good news. We just needed to end on a high note here in our intro. So funny. <laughs> before we get to our audio spa style summary. And even if you did watch it, I realized something about reading these recaps. Yeah. Did you realize it sometimes gives like new information or it validates that like what you gathered or your perspective is correct? Yes. Cause like I I couldn't place the song that was being played on um in the benefit the nine eleven benefit concert, 
And it was so nice that it was listed for us in the recap. And it's yeah. what Alice was playing at the I end know. of the episode. Oh, I, oh my gosh. I just have, well, I'll get into it. But that was, I, let's just get into it because now I'm like anxious to talk about it. Okay, let's do it. It's time for our audio spa style recap of The Way Home, season two, episode four. In this episode, Alice reevaluates the past and her friendship with Elliot. Kat discovers that history is told by the winners, and Del questions the story she tells herself. This is Wake Me Up When September Ends. In 2000, Alice approaches the Landry house and sees young Del, young Kat, Colton, and Jacob all dancing together in the kitchen. Kat sees Alice through the window and beckons her to join them for dinner, and Kat asks Jacob to take a Polaroid picture of her and Alice. Alice asks Jacob what's new in his world, and he responds that he's drowning. Kat shows Alice the picture Jacob just took of them, and it's just of the pond beneath the water's surface. Alice says she can't see them, and the light and sound begin to close in on her. She wakes up from this dream in her bed in the present-day Landry house, anxious and startled. And then adult Brady walks in, and Alice starts crying. Her father comforts her as she eyes the open Alice through the looking glass book on her table. In the present-day Landry kitchen, Brady makes Alice breakfast and tells her that he wants to hang out while he's in town for a few days. Alice tells her parents that she promised a friend she'd meet for breakfast and heads out. Elliot watches from his porch as Alice runs to the pond. In the barn attic in the past, young Elliot is startled to see Alice. He tells her that it's October 2001 and she missed everything over the last year. He points to the news coverage on his computer of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Back in the present day Landry kitchen, Kat and Brady bring up the family land with Del. Brady offers to help with the lease, but Del assures them both not to worry. Kat tells Del this land is Landry history maybe more than she knows, and leaves upset. Kat sees Danny working by the barn and she has a flashback to when she time traveled in 1999 and saw Danny and Jacob playing together as kids. Kat approaches Danny in the present day at the barn and tells him about the stack of Jacob's pond pictures that she found in the office. Danny reminisces about Jake's pond and how Jacob always wanted them to play near it. Back in the barn in 2001, young Elliot tells Alice he's 19 now and going to university but living at home to save money. Alice realizes this must mean that Kat is in Minneapolis now with Brady at journalism school. Alice and Elliot make a pact then for Alice not to tell him any more about the future. Elliot tells Alice he isn't surprised that the pond brought her back here now because Kat also happens to be home this weekend and with Brady for the first time in a year. In 2024, at the point, Brady reiterates to Kat his desire to help Del with the lease paperwork. Elliot enters and Kat tells him she wants to tell him the latest in her time traveling. She doesn't though, as she believes it would be breaking the boundaries they previously established. Back in 2001, Alice talks to Elliot about how she never thought she'd see young Kat again, as adult Kat insists that she never sees her again after Colton's funeral. Alice runs out of the barn when she sees Kat and Brady leave the house, but they don't see her. In the present, Elliot comes to the Herald to talk to Kat. He says that he now does want to know about Kat's time travel because, well, it's about Jacob, and he wants to know. Kat shows Elliot Jacob's Polaroid collection of the pond. She worries that something awful is going to happen to Jacob that erases him completely from history since he was alive for the birth of Port Haven, but he isn't in any history records. 
Brady approaches Del on her bee farm to talk with her about the Landry farm. Del says she already told Hank that she's not going to require Sam Bishop to continue leasing her land, but Brady worries that Del might be being taken advantage of and asks her to consider his help. Del thinks it over. Later in her bedroom, Kat finds a small blue box that she pulls out of her dresser. Downstairs, Brady has cooked dinner and set the table for the four of them. Kat gives Brady her wedding ring back, and they all reminisce about the night of Kat and Brady's proposal. Brady said it was like a scene out of Kat's favorite movie. That's debatable. We'll talk about it. But her favorite movie was apparently Moulin Rouge, with singing and dancing at the point. Brady laments that their photographer flaked out, so they don't have any pictures of the moment. Kat and Del both look uncomfortable at the mention of Brady and Kat's proposal, which Brady confirms was during the fall of 2001. Back in 2001, Alice runs up to young Elliot, who is outside the Landry house. He says Kat's still home, but that's intense inside because New York City's first responders 9-11 concert is on TV. Alice heads inside with Elliot where an upset young cat is on the couch with young Del as they watch the concert. Elliot tells Alice to stop and not go in so they watch from the foyer. Brady asks for Del's help in the kitchen where he tells Del he would like to propose to Cat the next day. When Elliot overhears this, he stumbles outside and Alice follows. It's heart-wrenching. Elliot is crying and upset. He asks if Alice knew that Brady was going to propose tonight, and she admits that she did. Elliot says he loves Kat, and he has always loved her since they were kids, but now he's out of time. Elliot says being surprised is so much worse than knowing what's going to happen, and he doesn't care about their pact in the future. He wants to know everything. Heartbroken, he asks Alice if he and Kat have a future at all, and Alice says that knowing the two of them, they're going to be just fine. In the present day Landry kitchen, Del brings Lee's paperwork to Brady for him to read over, saying that she would actually appreciate his help. At Elliot's house, he and Kat talk on his couch about Jacob in the past. Kat tells Elliot about Susanna and shows Elliot a picture of the My Catherine 1814 painting that she found at Lingermore. Elliot tells Kat that she's so close to finding out what happened to Jacob and that not knowing the answer can be worse than knowing, despite her fears. So Kat travels back to 1814 and navigates her way through the woods in the dark as she hears yelling and gunshots. She comes upon a gathering of men around a fire talking about history marking this day as one that changed the world forever. Cyrus Goodwin condemns the celebration of the demise of their American brothers. The men discuss recent business as Cyrus believes someone might have stolen from him. Susanna comes up behind Cat in the woods, puts her hand over Cat's mouth, and whispers for Cat to follow her. Back at Susanna's house, Cat asks her how it's possible that her gunshot wound is gone and healed so quickly. Susanna quotes a poem and says that she is a healer and that she has a connection to nature and magic in the world. Cat says that she really wants to trust Susanna, and Susanna says that she can. So Cat goes ahead and tells her all about her ability to time travel through the pond and about Jacob's time travel to 1814 years ago. Susanna tells Cat she believes her, and Cat tells Susanna that Jacob's not in the history books. Susanna says this is because history is written by the winners, and Port Haven's winner is Cyrus Goodwin. In 2024, Kat arrives at Elliot's yard from the pond. She tells Elliot that Jacob still isn't home from the past, but that while she didn't find her brother, she may have found a sister in Susanna. In the Landry kitchen, Del and Brady meet with Sam Bishop. 
he tells Brady about how he was told Dell would be fine if he broke the terms of the lease, which Dell corroborates. Sam says that he will, however, abide by what's written in the lease to keep the land. At this, at this Brady celebrates their legal quote-unquote win. At the point, Alice rushes to wrap up her shift, eager to get back to 2001 to witness her parents' proposal. A boy her age pays the bills and asks if she'll be performing at open mic that night. She says she might make it. Alice arrives back in 2001 to Elliot, pulling up quickly in his car. He tells her that Brady asked him to take pictures of his proposals to Kat and they are running late. In present day, Del meets up with Sam in the yard to talk about the meeting earlier with Brady. Sam says he'd be happy to continue to lease her land until Dell finds a more permanent solution. Dell refuses, saying that she doesn't take handouts. But then she agrees as Sam offers, and actually more like asks for Dell's help, to board his horse for him. Hmm. Back in 2001, young Elliot is about to take pictures of the proposal, and Alice watches from outside so she isn't seen. Brady and his friends perform Come What May from Moulin Rouge to Cat. Uh-huh. And then he gets down on one knee and proposes to her. Cat, who's overwhelmed, says that it's too much and storms out without giving him an answer. Nick sees Alice through the window and runs outside to hug her. They go for a walk down by the dock to his boat. Kat and Brady have an argument that leads down onto the dock where Alice and Nick are listening. They overhear this conversation where Kat, upset, tells Brady that Port Haven isn't home anymore without her daughter Jacob. She tells Brady he's her home now and Brady says that Kat is everything to him. Elliot sees them out on the dock, but he doesn't appear to take a picture. Cat proposes back to Brady on the dock, and Brady gets down on one knee again. This time, Cat says yes. Alice and Nick are then alone on his boat once more and share a kiss. Alice says that she has to go, and Nick asks if he'll ever see her again. She tells him yes. Someday he will. In present day, Alice sits with Elliot on his porch and tells him how she just saw the proposal in 2001. He gives her a picture that he actually did take that night, where you can see the proposal, but Alice and Nick are in the background of the photo in the boat. Later, Alice walks into the point with her guitar and Elliot for the open mic. Brady is there, and he gives Alice her mom's wedding ring, telling Alice that she is their love story. Alice asks her mom if she's sure she never saw her again when she was younger, and Kat appears worried that Alice keeps asking her this. Alice performs an acoustic version of Superman, It's Not Easy, by Five for Fighting at the open mic. As she plays and sings, Kat has a flashback to the night they watched the 9-11 benefit where Five for Fighting were performing the same song. Elliot has flashbacks to Kat and Brady's proposal night, and to deleting the picture that he actually did take of their proposal off his computer. As Alice performs, Kat asks Elliot if Alice keeps traveling back in time. Elliot confirms that she does, and Kat asks him if Alice is going to see something, not revealing what it is. And Elliot confirms that yes indeed, Alice will see it, and Kat says, Alice is going to hate me for it. But Elliot tells Kat, just like Alice did to him, that she and Alice are going to be just fine. Okay, now it's a part of our episode where we give this episode of The Way Home a rating. Nini, what did you rate this episode? 
So it's interesting because I was like, oh, it's a 9.5. Oh, oh, hey. It wasn't a 10 out of 10. Do you know why? Why? Because it was no. like episode four of season one. And I had to go back and see what we rated it. Wow. It was a nine out of 10. Episode four of season one was a nine because it's very similar. Huh. I feel like we're following the same pattern. There's, oh, it's, yes. It's slower. There's some cringy love story going on here. So true. And it's slower pacing, but we needed the slower pacing, honestly, after a week like we've had and mm -hmm. everything that we've had in the season so far. And it can seem like filler, but it's not because it gives so much information. Yes. I actually rated this eight because Wait, there what? wasn't a lot. Yeah, I know. But it wasn't because it was bad, like ob objectively bad, meaning like right, right. the cinematography, like nothing about the show. It's just there wasn't a lot of development for me. Like I yeah. feel like this could be an episode that you missed and you yeah. could still get to episode four. Wait, this is episode three, right? No, this or is four. episode four. Okay, then you could get to episode five. So for me, it was a little bit of a filler. Yeah. And I felt, this is the first time where I felt like they needed, the the proposal to me felt like it was an afterthought. Like they needed to, oh. this is not something that they thought about from the beginning. Interesting. You know, like sometimes there's a lot of character development and storyline that goes into who the characters are. Like in yeah. a really well thought out show, they pretty much know how it's how they're starting a lot of their background and the context to who they are and what makes mm -hmm. them what they are. And that develops and unfolds. This to me felt a little bit like it was an afterthought. Interesting. Because I really think and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I really don't believe that Brady would have proposed to Kat that way. But we'll leave that. Let's put let's put a pin oh, in that right there. For the way we see it? Okay. Yes. So. All right. Yes. I love it. So <laughs> it's official. This was the Ole Miss episode of season two. <laughs> um, let's just dive into it. We have four unique segments. Our first one is called Home Sweet Home. It's glimmers, what we love, where we break down the romantic and family relationships. And usually for the way home, this is where we introduce the main characters or and new characters. Sorry. Mm -hmm. We don't really have any new characters to introduce, but I think that was my only I didn't have a whole lot of glimmers in this episode, to be really no. honest. No. It was I it was loved the song. Lacking. Yeah, I the loved song. the song. Yeah. For me, that was so that brought me right back to high school. Whoa. It really, it, I, like, I think I, I'm a very, I'm a feeler at my core. Like for yes. me, I feel, th I'm an HSP. I feel things deeply. Oh, wait, can and, I stop you for a second? Don't yes. forget what you're about to say, but we have to clarify. You're an HSP, but you're also an empath. Cause did you know you could be an HSP, but not an empath? No, I did not know that. So an empath means you feel things like in your mm -hmm. body. Yes. Not all HSPs are empaths. Huh. You can That's they can be highly sensitive, but not feel it. Not feel yeah, what like, other people are feeling. Sometimes when I get this feeling of nostalgia like that, it almost takes my breath away. Wow. Like I almost can't breathe. <laughs> um, and that's kind of what I had. Like it brought me right back. And I I was never allowed to listen to non-Christian music. <laughs> yes, yes. But I have 
but just you know like totally you life, hear it everywhere going yes. to the mall you exactly know? and I loved that song oh, and wow. yeah it brought me right back so that was that was probably my biggest glimmer yeah and then um I do like the reference to 9-11 only because that was that was really real and that was real. like I yeah. like that they have things that are actually happened not fake yeah like yeah. maybe a fake one that mimics what might have totally. happened I like that they real. used real life events um yeah. but I yeah I don't know if I loved every yeah like, it was hard because I I I felt what you were feeling. I felt the nostalgia, but it wasn't a glimmer because 9-11 was very real. There was a little bit of nostalgia. I don't know for those of you that are new to the podcast. We actually launched our podcast on 9-11. Mm. Um, I, if you're new, uh, Nini actually grew up in um, New York City, in Queens to be exact. And so I actually did have a godfather who is in Tower 2. Wow. So for me, it's not going to be like nostalgic glimmer per se there's mm-hmm. still some grief attached to it not intensely like where I'm feeling it in my body but in memory there's still much grief attached to it because of how much time I spent because I lived there for a while so mm-hmm. um but I even I forgot like I remember watching the benefit concert I forgot about following 9-11 was anthrax and SARS in China I, like I forgot about that until I saw Elliot's computer yeah I know like that was that same time. So mm-hmm. interesting how our memories are. But yeah, yeah, I will say with the the new characters that were introduced in the previous two episodes, I was happy with how they gave us more about each one. Like we got more about mm-hmm. Susanna, um, about how she's a healer. We have, um, we saw Thomas Coyle again, which is really interesting seeing more interactions between Thomas Coyle and um Cyrus Goodwin that yeah they're actually Americans which like kind of threw me off a little bit um and there was really beautiful pacing between Susanna Sam Bishop and even Noah LeBlanc having more to each piece of the storyline for each of those characters I was like okay it's slower but there is character development happening here and even the continued like mother-daughter bonding between Del and Kat Kat and Alice where it's like there's some healing that's happened, but there's also some real life in their yeah. conversations. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that. That's the closest thing we got to a glimmer here. Yeah. <laughs> and breaking down the romantic and family relationship because there wasn't a lot, a whole lot of like, oh, healthy. I feel like there's more in the surprising detours where we're going to break down maybe perhaps some healthy, like even where Kat came back after visiting the 1800s and she was telling Elliot she didn't yeah. find her brother, but maybe she found a sister in Susanna. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe it's a good thing, but it also feels a little bit potentially unhealthy. Um, like a little rushed you're bonding yeah. through trauma, and it's true. a little too fast. You're you're trusting too fast. Yeah, that's <laughs> it true. making me nervous. <laughs> um, that could be unhealthy. But do you have anything else here? No, no. I just I think the only thing is I was surprised at maybe this is unhealthy but i don't know i was i was just overall surprised that elliot seemed to be so supportive so quickly too oh so he, he's very he's very torn like he just has yeah. so much going on he's so angsty yeah um well i'll just leave this segment with this i really hope that alice gets like 
a, a peer, same age friend or romantic relationship that helps her embrace the present of 2024. Mm. That is my like healthy Your wish for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her Alice. Um, okay. Well then let's move to surprising detours. Cause this is where the bulk of our, the way home content is going to be. It's the surprises. So many plot twists and unexpected happens in the way home along with unhealthy behaviors or coping mechanisms, which sometimes we bring out the Omo Omo Nardar. That's the narcissistic tendency radar. Um, Because I feel like listen this is between like here between surprising detours and the way we see it but brady is in this episode which i so was not expecting i know and honestly maybe we need to rapid fire some of surprising detours first but let me come back to dell and elliot can have me pull out the there's potential of pulling out the oma oma nardar on dell and elliot believe it or not really to that yeah okay right okay do you want to rapid fire some Okay, so we find out, well, okay, this is this is me putting two and two together. Okay. I don't think Elliot has interest in Alice in the past. Yeah, same. I think they're alluding to that, which I'm happy about. I was a little bit scared. I was super nervous about that, yes. Okay, the, that, but we know something big is going to happen because Pat says, Alice is going to see it or something, but what yeah. is Alice going to see? And it and it <gasps> seems to really tear her apart, just I thinking know. about that. Like, does, well, no, that's prediction. So we're not going to get there. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, I had one more. Oh my goodness. Oh, the proposal. Sorry, the proposal. Cat yeah. gets engaged. I was shocked to find out how young cat was when she got engaged same actually me too even even how it went like i did not like, they were 19 yeah they i did not like the moulin rouge stuff i just feel like for brady being a narcissist or whatever or even right. just so full of himself like it really threw me off that he would think so much of cat to embarrass himself by doing yeah, but, that but but as you can see he missed I think it was him making this grand gesture. I think it fed his supply mm. of like, oh, I'm doing this grand gesture for her because it's not actually what she wanted. He missed the mark big time. That mm. is a that is a typical oh, Nardar I guess you're right. moment. I just, I just feel like he's so obsessed with himself and how he's perceived and coming across as this yeah. guy Yeah, that I just was like, why would you do like it was so embarrassing like he really embarrassed he can't sing like I feel like it would be one thing if he could sing I know I know trust me uh, it's part of my dead ends <laughs> we're yeah, gonna like, return to this topic yeah I because just, I, it's interesting it was such a miss for me like it, it was a huge but I feel like did, did they do that on purpose though like they wanted it to be extra cringy terrible yeah, and clearly, i know you thought but... like oh this was an afterthought i'm and i oh, dream i'm just gonna put it out there i would love to interview one of the writers on our podcast one day because i think what's really fascinating is when i've heard so far like the interviews of the writers and even the actors themselves saying like the writing the creative process is really a combination of the two mm. where like even the storyline of elliot 
his backstory of like his relationship with his father evan the adult elliot came up with that and shared it with teen elliot mm. um and then they put it in the script because you know sometimes mm. actors have to have backstories to fully yeah. engage in the emotion oh totally and they don't it's not necessarily the backstory that's in the script but right. in this case they actually took evans that's and put fascinating it i just so, i think yeah. i just it like and you know what it could just be a bias like it's just not what I thought like if anything what I thought Brady would have done is some over-the-top gesture with like flowers or something right. very like like a five-star hotel yes, or restaurant exactly kind of which wouldn't yeah. be cringy because they're 19 still 100% but he totally would have done it I get it I get it it so would have been more along yeah yeah to me doing it at the point with friends like it just didn't fit my opinion like again it would be like he actually does something way over the top that makes her uncomfortable yeah rents out a restaurant fills it with flowers and candles has like a string quartet like something that's very brady yeah and that would also make her feel uncomfortable so that's why i'm like it just didn't fit to me yeah and yeah but anyways uh, those are like the things that surprised me the most. Again, I just felt like this had a very slow movement and not a ton of things unfolded. Like we still haven't met Jacob. Yeah. You know, Susanna and Kat formed this bond, but I think we kind of saw that coming. Yeah. And um, I yeah. think the only thing that I have a question about mm-hmm. is, oh, and Kat kind of comes to the conclusion that she doesn't think Jacob painted the portrait of her. Yeah, which is really interesting. I need to so, go back. So, wait, my question. Yeah. The, okay, I, I, I'm I, sorry, this might go into theories. But my question is, the conversation that she had with Elliot, and he gives her the advice of, like, uh, he says something basically encouraging her to keep investigating. Yeah. But did it feel like maybe what's happening is that history is going to repeat itself and she's going to go back and fall in love and Elliot's going to be on the out again oh my goodness she's going to fall in love with who a different person or you're saying Brady no someone from the past you think she oh my goodness okay you need to go back to that I did not even have oh my goodness that's going to be in the way we see it I just have to shoot out because again even though this was a slower episode, I can rapid fire. There were storylines that were developed because I feel like um, these writers have very detail oriented thinking. And if you watch, I'll link it below. There was a live um, that there was an interview with um, the two cats, teen cat, adult cat and teen and Alice um, where Sadie says, these writers are brilliant. Because someone, I think there was someone that threw in a question, like, should we be studying the Polaroids of the pond? And all the yes. women were like, why not? <laughs> There's Easter eggs and everything, which like they were bringing up like there isn't a show. I think this is another podcast. I'll shout them out later. I can't remember which one. Um, Where it's like, it hasn't been a show like this in a long time where we're like, we're no. taking screenshots of things and studying them and finding right? Easter eggs. Like, it's really exciting. It's like Disney level stuff here. Um, It's brilliant. So I just want to, storyline developing is we start, the cult open is Alice's creepy dream. Yeah. And my daughter was like, oh my gosh, when Jacob said, I'm drowning, it was super creepy. 
because it started yeah. to get all warped and weird. And she wakes up to Brady is here to help with a land lease. He didn't come to see his daughter. He came to help Dell with a land lease. Like after his daughter says she's not coming for the summer, the reason he shows up is to help mm -hmm. Dell with the land lease. This is typical Oma Oma Nardar right here, mm -hmm. where it's like, this is supply. He's here, he's here to be selfless. So true. It's typical and granted, we can't be for sure because this is a show. You have right. to be watching for patterns and frequency, but it could be if this is his typical MO, um, this is typical covert sociopathic narcissistic behavior. <laughs> I'll link below the 10 different types of narcissists <laughs> below. It is so shady. Um, mm. Then Elliot sees Alice running from breakfast with Brady and the Landry woman. She runs directly to the pond. Mm -hmm. And somehow, when we thought Alice, we weren't sure if she was going to go back to 2000s. She ends up arriving in 2001 and just so happens when Kat arrives with Brady. And she's there for the proposal. Like, right. And why? It makes you think why. There's a mm -hmm. reason for everything. Then Kat asks Danny. We get to see Danny again. Like yeah. such a random character. She asks adult Danny um about the polaroids. about the polaroids and he refers to the pond as jake's pond his which pond. is interesting are we going to hear him referred to more as jake and jake always wanted to play there because of the ghost mm. white witch stories like oh my goodness had he been time traveling we will get to it in the way we see it then elliot shows up at the paper and tells cat he like he's breaking the boundaries he wants to know about her time travels and what she knows about jacob like right. again that's a surprise, right? We didn't see True. That possibly coming. Um, well, I mean, honestly, at this point, Elliot's behavior is so up and down that maybe we didn't expect that. Exactly. But so soon. Um, Kat gives her wedding engagement ring back to Brady and Brady gives it to Alice. Oh, yes. I feel like that could be a part of the way we see it. I feel what's like... I feel like that piece is important. Like in the first episode, it was the bracelet or the first season. Oh, it was the bracelet, right? Wow. What's yeah. going to happen with this ring? I don't know the way we see it. Surprising detours. Um, huh. The picture is a huge surprising detour. The fact that Brady's talking about how they don't have any pictures from their engagement is because Elliot was the photographer and he was there. He was taking pictures, but Alice was in the pictures. Okay. I, I actually just am rereading some of my notes and I did mention that that was a glimmer that I actually loved that there was that picture. And he held on to it. To it. And for Alice. It to her. I did think that that was a really sweet moment. And like to be there, I don't know. And to have that, like to have that token. Yeah. Cause she doesn't have any pictures of her with no those friends that she loves. Yeah. Um, my last glimmer, but also a surprising detour is um oh, this is not my last one I like, but <laughs> the fact that what Ellis Alice says to Elliot in 2001 when he's like, Am I always gonna feel this way? Do I yeah. even have a chance with Kat and she says to him knowing you two you're going to be okay be okay and mm -hmm. at the end of the episode Elliot says the exact same words to Kat when she's like oh my goodness Alice is going to hate me when she sees this thing that we're all waiting for he says the same thing knowing the two of you you're going to be okay be okay. okay um last one Elliot's dad is a huge nautical buff 
and he has ship manifest from the 1800s. from the 1800s uh we're gonna talk more about that in the way we see it but that was a huge like what wow I feel like we watched different episodes because I was just very much like nah, nothing happened and now I'm like listening to you and I'm like oh my gosh so much happened that's what I'm saying like you it feels so much slower because it's kind of like in life which I feel like the two of us experienced I feel like the both of us had so many projects we were doing so many things from mm-hmm. October through December and then January, and then January was like, <laughs> we went from 100 to 60 but it felt like zero I might even like be a 40 to... right now. Yeah, yeah, literally. yeah, yeah. We're like, oh my gosh, it feels, what is happening? Uh, it feels discombobulating because after coming down from adrenaline, I think that's what happened. But you even had Noah LeBlanc hitting on Alice. I know. And her asking if he's going to be there for the open mic that he's inquiring about, like, what is going to happen? Anyway. I know, but I definitely get Brady vibes from him. A hundred percent. I think just the attitude. Mm-hmm. 100% and he which has like, the no. same hair yes and yeah. I'm like no don't do it actually some people that were taking screenshots at first was wondering if Noah was Jacob they were comparing the renderings oh. of Jacob and and everyone's like no there's Please such no that would be debates. weird that would be yeah. really weird um I think that's very unlikely um but also Sam and Del I love that Del um because typical Oma Oma Nardar here yeah where Brady steam rolls in mm-hmm. and insists on helping Dell and Dell's like resistant but she gives mm-hmm. in and lets um Brady help but it's not in alignment with how she operates typical yeah. covert sociopathic narcissist move um and then so she goes and meets with Sam like unofficially probably at mm-hmm. their border of their land or something right and she tells him she doesn't take hands out he says he'll still lease the land and correct me if I'm wrong but is he going to lease her land in exchange for her boarding the horse that she loves? And we don't know his real name yet. I don't think it was financially in exchange, but I think it was like, well, since I'm going to do this, can you board my horse? Which I think was actually him just being kind and realizing like she needs that. She is yeah. connected to that horse and that horse yeah. somehow is connected to her and he's just seeing it. So he's like, you know, me... do me a favor, but not yeah. he's. It's really 100%. him that's doing her the favor. But it yeah. wasn't exchange, right? Because he's still going to lease her. She says no handouts. Yes. But it wasn't made clear, like, is he? Oh, I see what you're saying. Anyway. Mm, I don't know. But yeah. I think he's going to end up leasing the land. So it works out. Oh, boy. Well, I'm just going to put in here. For those of you that have watched Asian dramas, shout out to me here. Give me some feedback. I need to hear from you. If Dell were the same character in an Asian drama, can't you totally see her as a narcissistic mother that she flip flops back and forth? Like, I want you to be vulnerable with me. And then like her evil side comes out because I still feel <laughs> like we'll get to it in the way we see. I still feel like there could potentially be something sinister about Dell, Dell and Elliot. I think that there, there's a lot that they huh. know. Mm-hmm. It could be, it could be one, it could go one of two ways. Either it's incredibly evil and they're controlling everything and they're actually not on the same side. Right. Or what it is, which this is like, it could go both ways. Um, they're trying to protect the ones they love from more damaging information. And so they're trying to forget about it. But anyway, hmm. I think we need to move on to yeah. dead ends, what we didn't like. What do you have here? 
I mean, I'll just go back to the proposal. I just yeah. didn't like it. It didn't fit for me. I, I get probably people think that it does or that it makes sense. But for me, I just didn't like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that and Elliot, I can't figure him out. Like I watch the episode and then I don't like him and then I like him and it's probably <laughs> intentional, but I just there's some good moments and you see this like yeah. him giving Alice the picture and you're like, oh, you are sweet. But he's also very cold to Alice too. Yeah, I know. It goes back and forth. It's it's freaky. Um, yeah, Brady. I don't know. I'm just right. I don't know. Well, I have the fact that he's, he says to Alice, he probably invented the flash mob. But I'm like, dude, a flash mob isn't just you plus Nick and Monica. That's not a flash mob. Like, I know. It should be out in public and unexpected. And it's not three people is not a flash mob. Not only that, and this is my last one. How would Brady, who's a lawyer, not know that Sam Bishop was a lawyer? Like, wouldn't you have done your homework? I or know. Is that like typical Nardar? You were too confident that you didn't actually do your homework and you're just going to fake it? Like, ew. And then you thought you won? Like, 100%. <sighs> moving on, because this is where a lot more content is. <laughs> the way we see it for the way home is theories and observations and theories because we can all watch the same scene but have different interpretations mm -hmm. as can be seen on a lot of these the way yes. home facebook groups it's hilarious i love it um go ahead do you want to continue the ones that you had already started here yeah well i'll start with one that came from my husband and i think he's actually kind of off on this but i just thought i'd throw it out there to see your okay. reaction so the biggest thing is I want to know what is Kat referring to when she's kind of worried that Alice is going to see, see what? We don't know. What, what right. is she going to see? Right. My husband's theory is that Kat okay. ends up having a thing with Nick, which breaks Alice's heart. Okay. I did have that thought, but whoa, oh my gosh. you too. But I was like, but then Kat is a cheater unless her and Brady breaks up, break up for like a minute, a minute after the engagement. That's his theory. The, that because is so interesting know. that that's what you it did cross my mind. And but then I don't Alice feel like they can go through with it. That would be devastated. Ill. I don't. Can they? I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> OK, I know. I can't remember where it where it found it, and so sorry I can't give the person credit. But I saw somewhere that someone's theory is that Alice sees Cat kissing Elliot. Alice sees Cat kissing Elliot. Yes. Oh, and then she looks differently. Oh. Oh. And what if someone put this, which it, it totally people got really angry and it got shot down. But what if Alice is Kat and Elliot's daughter? I cannot even tell you. Immediately after the episode, there was a lot of that. And I was like, wait, how did people even get there? I'm not following. Yeah, but but Alice clearly looks like she's mixed. She clearly looks like she's Brady's daughter. I yeah. Know. I don't understand. But, but, I mean, it's one of those, um, her skin color and eye color, if, um, in my previous what if victor's a cholo theory and evan's actually half mexican <laughs> oh wow we're going we're, we're digging real deep for this theory 
anyways, I know it's not that I, okay, but here's the thing. Um, because how does Kat not remember that Alice witnessed something like, and all the shouting at Lingamore Estates, how does Kat not have memory of Alice because again? Maybe Alice wasn't there or sorry, Kat still never, because Kat says she has no memory of her after Jacob's yeah. funeral or, or no Colton's, Colton's funeral. funeral yeah and maybe Kat never sees Alice and that's why she's so upset that Alice, Alice saw Kat but Kat didn't see Alice okay mm -hmm. I'm gonna shout out here a couple different podcasts and blogs I decided we're, this is a new thing we're gonna do in theories okay Deck the Hallmark podcast has this theory that the fountain at Lingermore could also be pond water. Whoa. That could be like a time travel portal also. It, was very, like, it wasn't like a theory that stuck like this is very likely, but it was mentioned and I was like, oh my goodness, that blew my mind. What mm -hmm. if it's about the water and the water source? And then they talked oh. about how... What if the men can travel and they get stuck in the past and only the women can go Looking back and good. forth? <laughs> Dan says he would love it, but it's not likely. And also, what do you think about this? Dan believes Colton has to stay dead. That it ruins the time travel, like just stories in general, if people that mm. can be dead can come back to life. How do you feel about that? I don't like that theory because I love Colton and I want <laughs> I him to come back and be Same. restored. But I do understand it creates a level of confusion and if anyone can complexity, yeah, yeah. That like as soon as things kind of come back, it come into the too spiritual, like supernatural that yeah. stuff. I think it. I don't know. I kind of get kind of loses me. But I mean, we don't know because we don't know who's back of the head we saw in in episode one. And you know, I was convinced it was Colton. But it per, more than likely is Jacob. A lot of people believe it's Jacob. I think Deck the Hallmark does too. Yeah. But uh, even if Colton isn't alive, Hallmarkies podcast, shout out to Hallmarkies. They believe that Colton could time travel, which I did too, right? That scene yes. where he's like telling Del like, it's tomorrow, everything's going to be fixed. I'll tell you everything tomorrow. I think he was going to try to bring Jacob back from the past yeah, to fix everything. <gasps> but they believe oh my gosh what if the paint what if colton was the one that painted cat that's what i said oh you did say that oh my <laughs> a couple episodes ago you yes i think he did i think he was but the hallmarkies podcast went a different level and was like what if colton has was originally from a different time and decided to stay in the 90s oh right wow. i mean you guys these the are theories, theories are really intense and intricate wow okay hallmark my... heartbeats oh wow more um i really appreciate this is the last one hallmark heartbeats which this girl this woman is she's like a lawyer she's been an entertainment journalist for a long time I didn't realize that the men in the woods that were around the fire were celebrating the White House being burned down August 24th of 1814. Huh. Okay. I was like, oh, that's interesting, which is why, like, you know, the Americans celebrating, they're fighting for the Canadian British, right. but they're Americans and they're celebrating, yeah. which shows their level of loyalty. Mm -hmm. Okay. But here's the thing that blew my mind. Okay. Hallmark Heartbeats believes... That Samuel Augustine, who was yeah. Elliot's ancestor, who was the one who wrote the book Founding of Port Haven. Yes. She believes that's Susanna's pen name. 
she believes that Susanna was the author wow that would be amazing is that crazy dang anyway I there's so much okay I remember my theory about the founding families about how like in certain bloodlines they took turns time traveling yes so and I think that animals can only time travel if they're attached to humans. Deck the Hallmark is like, animals cannot time travel if we're talking about bloodlines. But if they were touching the humans, like if someone was riding a horse and rode into the pond, I think that the horse would time travel with the human. Really? I don't know. That's my, that's what I would like to think. Because mm-hmm. I, I would love for that horse to time travel. I love the horse. But I have, as I was talking this out loud, um, I was just processing like, okay, if these founding families were keepers of the pond and they're like taking turns time traveling, what if in those seven months, yeah, did I already say this in the seven months that um Pat and Alice did not time travel? Mm-hmm. I think I did mention that Elliot time, I think that Elliot time traveled in those seven months. I think he still did visit his dad, Victor, in Mexico. No, I don't think you shared this. I think that Elliot time traveled in those seven months. And I think he was oh. also disappointed because once they start time traveling, he cannot. He can't. Okay, but now that is an interesting thought. theory. Okay. Because of the fact that his dad, he said his dad was obsessed with tracking when the first Augustines came over and he was so proud of being a fam- founding family. Like he thought it was an unhealthy level. Yeah. Victor is a time traveler Elliot's dad is a time traveler how else does he have ship manifest from the 1800s 1700s that is a really interesting theory that would be crazy if that like all of these people were time travelers like Dell his dad huh okay I think my only other theory was that again that I mentioned before Kat is going to fall in love with someone else mm-hmm. in the 1800s oh my waiting goodness. for Jacob. Really? And that <gasps> Elliot is going to miss his chance again. Oh my word. I, that would be so heartbreaking and I cannot even. I know. What, but what I, makes but you think that? Where did the, you? The my, my Catherine. The my Catherine. Oh, like you think that that's a love interest. Yes okay I think it's a term of endearment I don't I I don't know if it's Colton like I don't know if we're going to see Colton like I don't know how I feel like I want to I really want to see Colton again but I just don't know if I feel like that's going to happen um so my what I think and from the moment that I saw the picture that was originally what I thought is that someone even the way that she was sitting and I just have to say her chest is very like exposed in the picture. Like it seems a little like provocative in my opinion. Oh yeah. Her shawl's like down. Yeah. And the, 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 what do you call that? The, why it's blanking. Not the collar, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes. It's, it's kind of low. like low. Um, and that in Elliot being kind of indecisive and not supporting cat and just like just being back and forth he's gonna miss his chance again it's so possible oh my goodness I okay actually I kind of do remember I think it was deck the hallmark podcast said something about how like Elliot's watched 
he's he's the villain because he has watched Landry Roman break hearts oh. through time traveling. Um. So, but mm. oh my goodness, I no, I don't want her to have another love interest. These cringy love interest things. Like, why does Alice and Nick kiss again? Ugh, I can't. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, I just have to say this. If we've, I feel like so far we're following the episode cadence is following season one. Like episode four yeah. was, you know, could you could miss it and still be okay. Um, I am so expectant of episode six then. Episode six better be incredibly epic that we find out what happened at Lingermore Estate. Um, do you think we're going to see Jacob next episode? They hint to it. I personally kind of stand by, I don't think we're going to see Jacob till maybe the second to last or the last episode. Okay. Like, I really think they're going to drag this on. I will be dancing <laughs> with joy if we meet him before. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I really just feel like we're going to end up, they're going to drag it out. Okay. So from now on, we're going to end each podcast episode with the the blog line, what they say about the next episode. But I want to say this in a Facebook live, um, Alice's um, actor, Sadie talks about how um, someone was asking, I think the interviewer was asking like, um, what does Alice in Wonderland books have to do with the storyline? Like people are like, should we study Alice in Wonderland and Alice oh, through the looking yeah. glass? And she was like, well, season one is like falling down a rabbit hole, which literally like Alice falls down into the pond. Right. Mm -hmm. And she says season two is like through the looking glass where in that book, Alice gets to Wonderland through a mirror and things get really wonky and warped, even from her first experience in Wonderland so I think that kind of is like a foreboding yeah gives us some information the next episode is called long time gone and it is going to be founders day in Port Haven that gives me Gilmore girls wow yes totally <laughs> nostalgia with founders day punch um founders day in Port Haven brings up memories for Dell, Alice and Elliot which that's interesting Kat finds herself caught between two worlds in her search for answers if you watch the preview you saw like Kat and Dell wearing this ribbon for Founders Day and Thomas Coyle confronts Kat in the 1800s, but it also looks like you're not sure if he shows up in 2024 oh, at the whoa. Founders Day event. Kind of has that carnival feel. I know. Okay. That's the preview. I'll link it below. Okay. And it shows that Alice sets up Kat and Elle romantically. And we see more of Dell and Sam Bishop. And they end, the preview for next week ends with Elijah Landry yelling to Kat. And Kat is running with Susanna. And she's saying, this is it. Jacob is home. And they're running to shore. That's how the preview for next week ends. We're but not going to meet him. We're not going to meet him. I, <laughs> it's, it's, they do I that beautifully it. in the show. You, it's the unexpected. You expect yeah. the unexpected here. So exactly. we will leave you with that. Okay, well, thanks for breaking script with us. Please share this episode on your socials and tag the Breaking Script podcast. Follow and hit the notification bell button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, please rate and review an Apple podcast so we can spread more Hallmark glimmers with the world. See you next time. Bye. Bye.